Welcome to another episode of Teachers in the Dungeon. Join hosts Tom and Dan as they break down the campaigns they create and play, sharing memorable successes and unforgettable failures of players and the DM, as well as discussing a variety of D&D-related topics. So, grab your dice and grab some fun. It's time for Teachers in the Dungeon. Yo ho ho, it's time to go. Back to the dungeon, far below. Players arrive in time to die. Nana. some dice Oh Grab some fun Yeah It's time for It's time for You know it's time for those crazy teachers in the dungeon Hello everybody and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon I'm Tom Gross with Dan Rehm. How's it going tonight? Very well. How are you? hanging in. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we call light banter, folks. <laughs> light banter, exactly. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about Continue the Adventure in Slight. By the way, I just want to say before we get to the adventure, thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. Tuning in. That's old. my old school radio coming out in me. <laughs> I'm going to give us a frequency here pretty soon, but no, we do appreciate you coming and listening. WD&D. WDND. <laughs> we may have to do something with that. Um, but no, we do th- appreciate you uh, coming and listening in on Teachers in the Dungeon, catching our random encounters and our bonus actions and our episodic episodes, and uh, just hanging out with us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, catch up with us there. Jump into the conversation. And speaking of jumping into the conversation, let's head back to Slight. Our men of the cloth are about to descend into the depths of a gem mine that has been shut down due to disappearance and death. Seems perfectly safe and normal, doesn't it? Well, if they do survive this, they may just get more documents from what is going on inside. At the end of the last episode, we had come upriver, but very quickly because of a magical ring that our the barge captain had... Well, you assume that's what it was. Yes, that's true. No, that is Connected right. the dots. Yes. Um, yeah, he did not tell us that. No. <laughs> we just noticed when he was away from the rudder, we slowed, and when he was at the rudder, it went much faster. But we had ended the last episode with a battle on the barge, and at the end of that battle, we had um, saved a pixie named Bubble Glisten, <laughs> and which is... Just, folks, this is just the beginning of the epic names of the Fae that Dan uh, gives. <laughs> they they are quite enjoyable. And I have to say, I have good pictures in my mind of most of them based on <laughs> the names that they have. So I appreciate that. It's better than, well, the p- Pixie's name is Bob. <laughs> that, While that might be functional, it doesn't give much of an image in my head. <laughs> The barge heads off. We're at a, um, a small, flat uh, sort of camp area, but this is not the mining camp. No, We have no, to travel up but into it's, the mountain. Right? It's sort of, as we said last time, the goal was to create the feel of a frontier town. That's right, yes. It's here that we meet... Well, before I move on too far, uh, Jacques has a conversation with Bubble Glisten 
just about what bubble glisten saw, what what the condition is. And bubble glisten's really only response, there may have been more, but the only thing that resonated with Wade was that bubble glisten says he he believes that he may never see dryads again. So this definitely gives us a sense of dread that something horrible, horrible is, um, is happening. But we make our way up to the mining camp in, in the side of the mountain, I'm assuming it was. Mm-hmm. As we move in there, again, as a reminder, we are bringing with us a wizard from the School of Magic. And I forget yes. the name of Brogan, the Brogan Abrogan. Yeah, Brogan Abrogan is with us. And he notes that he is here for his job. And we are introduced to the camp uh, manager, the camp foreman, Fergal, who is quite irritated when we get there. I was thinking <laughs> that we might be welcomed with open arms or something. That's the naive, uh, the naivety of, of Wade. But uh, he's irritated that it's taken so long for a wizard to show up. Right. And he shares that <clears throat> one of the wings of the mine is completely shut down. Reports from the miners of seeing ghost shadows, hellish and ghastly creatures, but particularly a creature with a beard that moves on its own. He looks to Brogan and says, and this is a quote, I believe, it's the shaft with the new gems. Yes. Which I think I put it in quotes because that seemed rather important (laughs) at this moment, but that he will send us down the shaft 50 feet to a carved out room that have four or five shafts coming out, out of it. He also mentions that that there are two miners that are missing, so he gives us a little extra mission here, that Garrett and Lom, both miners, were last seen down there. And he says that it... And I don't know if this is something that Fergal told us, you'll have to help, help me with this one, or if it's something that we felt as players, but that something feels off, but not like drow. I think he told you that. Okay. And I, I tell you the truth, I'm not sure what I was going with with that as a DM other than you're going underground. Right. That would be well known in D&D lore that Underdark sure. could be close. Maybe maybe that's the source of it. So. Okay. I mean, I think for us, we were thankful <laughs> to hear him <laughs> say that because of the adventure with... Ricks and Borum and Zedai, we face so many drows. As players, there. yes. As characters, yeah. As, the, yes. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the char- characters that have no <laughs> idea about that. But we first certainly were like, okay, <laughs> no drow. Something terrible and awful that's new. He takes us down into the, into the shaft, uh, as promised. I noted that we tied a 50-foot rope onto a pinton, but I, I don't remember, recall why. Well, actually... Yes, I'm looking at the map here that I drew, scribbled out very quickly, and I decided one thing to throw in there, mm-hmm. just just to add some variety, is there were some very steep slopes going After down. After the shaft. Yes. I and so that. you had to roll dex rolls okay. to get down without embarrassing yourself or possibly harming yourself. <laughs> okay. So the, well, the rope and, would have helped with that. And that seemed notable to us because knowing that there's some pretty awful things down here... I think that's why we did the pinton with the rope because we thought if we had to make a quick exit, yeah, that would be of great assistance. Yeah, that, that would time. make sense. Okay, that 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 makes sense to this. I also noted that when we got to the bottom of that slope, that Bert mentioned that he felt a sense of dread mm-hmm. when he got there. And just as a reminder, Bert is our cleric 
in this campaign. I suppose Wade is our monk, and then Jacques is a uh, sea elf druid. Yes. Um, just if you hadn't caught the last few episodes, uh, if you haven't, maybe this would be a good time to hit pause on this one, go back <laughs> catch up. It's only one or two episodes, I believe, yes. uh, to catch up. But nonetheless, that's the campaign. That's the three of us. And then we have Brogan with us, who is a wizard. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm trying to remember, did Pesculus join us down here? Nope, we oh, haven't met him oh, yet. Oh, we haven't met Pesculus, sorry. Don't ruin it the secret. Bubble Glisten. Bubble Glisten yes. came with. No, she did Did she come with? I think so, because I think there might be some unfortunate news. About <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, spoilers so bub- in under a minute. Bubble Glisten does come with you down there. She's going to try to help you out. Yeah. So it's empty to begin with. And I'm trying to, again, my, my goal as a DM was to create sort of a horror-tinged section here, session where haunted house type what's hiding in the shadows. Yeah. And now help me out here. I'm trying to remember, were we in person for this or were we still... I kind of feel like we were in person right I think now. so. Because this, this all started as a remote adventure but I think mm-hmm. here we were back in person because I seem to remember sitting together with the map. Uh, it was a flat map. This was before you started doing the... This before I went crazy with the terrain. Scenery, the terrain, and so... Just had we the backside still... of a uh, piece of wrapping paper <laughs> that's got the one-inch grid squares and just with a Sharpie. That's Honestly, that's all you need, but... Hey, I, and when we get to Waterdeep, that's all I use. <laughs> Yeah, I do not have the creativity <laughs> or vision that you do for those, and we ought to talk about those uh, sometime one of these days. It's gonna be hard to do without visuals. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. That's why we have Instagram. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we we get to the bottom of the shaft. We go down the rope that we set with the pinton, and we enter a cavern that has a light blue glow to it. Oh, I know where we were headed was the the feeling of dread, the horror that you had set up. The reason I asked were we in person because I vividly remember feeling that way walking in here. It felt claustrophobic in the way you described the the shaft elevator or the shaft that he brought us down in felt very claustrophobic. Then then you get onto this slope that could take you down if you're not careful. And now we walk into this ear, this has an eerie blue glow to it. Yes. We discover that the blue glow comes from the quote, you can't see them, but I'm doing them, the quote, (laughs) special gems. But what was really interesting about these gems is that they're they're embedded in the the wall of the cavern, Mm -hmm. but they are are shaped as if they had been refined. Already faceted. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they were in there. And so Wade, out of just interest in knowing that this is something that we're kind of looking for and Brogan... Uh, Rogan is would be interested in it. He takes a pickaxe that he see that he finds, and he he chips it out of the wall. But to Wade's disappointment, it loses its blue glow. Yes, and I don't know if Brogan said too much. He may not have known too much about these, other okay. than he knows that the school is interested in them. Okay, right. So we move deeper into the mine, and I'm kind of glancing over at the map there. As we move further into the mine, we come across a room that has a purple phosphorescent. 
it's always good when you can get that word out the first time. <laughs> but when you have stumbled over it, it really makes you kind of look foolish. But there is a purple phosphorescent fungus in here. And Wade, of course, being naive and growing up in the... <laughs> Sorry. In the monastery? I always get those two yes, mixed up. It's yes. the monastery. We actually have a name for it, too. I just oh, have to do? look it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Chedalona Chedaval. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that there was a name to it. Okay. He, he hasn't really ever come across anything like this, so he approaches it, and then it, it, of course, properly attacks him. And so there's a little fight with the fungus creature, which, do you remember what, was it, was it like a... Did you fight it? Yeah, it says one attacks Wade, and we defeat the fungus creature and bring the blue gem close to the purple fungus. Brogan feels nothing, but then we are promptly attacked by rats um, <laughs> while we're messing around with the gem and, right. the, and the purple fungus. Typical dungeon crawl. Yeah, and so we defeat the rats, and Brogan just decides to take a sample of the fungus, and we then go toward into the other into the adjoining cavern where the rats came from. There didn't seem to be anything note of note here except the hole where the rats probably came out of. So we shove a rock in the hole, which <laughs> seems, like, seems like, I think we even discussed whether we should do that or not. But we shove a rock into the hole, which just seemed proper at the time. And we moved on to explore the next shaft, which is titled the middle shaft, which is the one that, that Fer, Fergal told us had been shut down. Yes. So we kind of covered our bases to make sure no one's going to come up from behind us from the other two areas, and we start moving down the one that has been closed where they've seen some things. And that might be a nice little cliffhanger for our short rest. All right, let's take a short rest. We'll be right back on Teachers in the Dungeon. We are back on Teachers in the Dungeon. <laughs> I am Tom with Dan, and we are breaking down the slight adventure Slight, I, I'm not saying it quite right, slight. Yeah, there's an end in there. Yep. Okay, slight adventure, and right before break, we were about ready to head down the middle passage of the mine, which the foreman of the mine had told us they had shut down because it had become too dangerous. Creepy creatures, a beard that moves about on its own. So we had covered our, covered our backs by searching the other two caverns mm -hmm. uh, and didn't really come across the, you know, rats and a attacking fungus. But besides that, we didn't come across anything of note. No. So halfway down the shaft of the, the middle shaft, we see a split up ahead where it's a kind of a fork in the road. Yes. We hear, oh, let's see, we hear little feet skittering about um, and maybe even a whimpering down the left side and we feed, we see also we see a warm flashing glow so of course if there's a warm flashing glow and we hear a whimpering that seems to be the way to go and so we did we were drawn <laughs> by that we go left and we see but you'll need to describe this for me because they were moving, but something caused them to stop moving. We, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say what they are. We encounter fire beetles, but we it's not an initiative encounter. We just see them kind of going about their business. Right, they wouldn't be ones that would automatically go after you. They're, you know, they're, yeah, you're exactly right. They're just doing their business. But there is something else in there, too. 
Okay, yeah. So the, the other thing, I knew that there was something else. And as I turn the page of my notes, oh yeah, it's pretty notable. <laughs> <laughs> we see a bearded devil. We didn't know it was a bearded devil, but we knew it was devilish. Yeah. We par we parlay with this yes. devil. He's got a spear. He's got, again, his beard is really almost tentacles that sort of move on their own and kind of a fearsome creature. I don't recall, is is it a medium creature or a large? It's just humanoids, it's yeah, just medium humanoid. size. So we, we talk to this bearded devil and we learn that its name is Mephilos. We end up, I don't recall what our conversation is exactly, but we end up He wants you, he wants you out. Oh, okay, He has been right. sent to guard this mine and he will kill anybody that tries to go in. And I believe he's guarding the, he does tell you the stones. They doesn't want anybody getting those gems. I see that now. Yeah, I wrote down, he says that he's been sent to correct a mistake. So naturally we go to, we look to Brogan and is, what's the mistake? Brogan doesn't really know. And so we kind of come to the idea that maybe he's here to protect the, yeah, he says he's there to protect the stones. And so the mistake is they've been mining this new gem. And yes, this devil doesn't want that to happen. Right. So we cut him a, de a cut a deal with him to go down into... Because there's something else there. Yes, yeah. And so we'll help him clear out the evil that is in there. And being a devil, he's lawful good. No, lawful evil. evil. My apologies. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, seriously. But he's lawful evil, so we know that if he makes a deal with us, he will stick to that. And so he must be serious if he's needing our help. I mean, he seems pretty formidable alone, but he obviously needs some assistance. Does he tell you what he expects down there? I don't have any note of that. Okay. So whatever it is, it's something devils hate. Does that when he says about... We want you dead, but... I have that later. Okay. Yeah. So we head into a lower section of the cavern. We go to the right side. Mm -hmm. The fork was, we go to the right side. And I, I have written that there are stairs that lead down into this cavern that they've chiseled into the ground. And at the base of the stairs is one of the miners. And he's whimpering and, like, wounded. And Philos walks right up to him and kills him in cold blood. And very calmly, Wade was like in shock, and Bert very calmly says, "What did you do that for?" <laughs> like I can hear, I can hear Marcus's voice, like just very matter-of-factly. Yes. And I see this uh, Furbolg just, just out of curiosity, "What did you do that for?" Mafilo says he would come back after us later, and he says, "Haven't you heard of a specter before?" And we knew that we had fought a specter on the barge when we met Bubble Glisten. And so I don't know that that really resonated with us, what that meant and why he still killed him. But we took him at his word. He's, you know, I, I mean, what's a cleric, a monk, and a druid taking league with a devil other than we really didn't have much choice at this point. <laughs> but so we're, we're just kind of learning as we go. I mean, we are second level. Maybe yes, I level. think you were I think second. We're second level at this point. So we, there's no way we're going to do this alone if the Bone Devil said it couldn't do it, it alone. So yes. we are just kind of going for the ride here. And so at the bottom, we're attacked by a whirling vision of smoke and yellow eyes. 
which really wreaked havoc on us. Yes. But there was something we did to it to make it like push back or teleport back. I don't remember what, or maybe it was something Mephilos did that 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 made it. Oh, it went to it. It went to the other room for a while. Something drew it to the other room. Maybe Might have been Mephilos. Yeah, yeah, he went after Mephilos. So, but he did a lot of damage to us. But he, it, that's not the only thing that was down there, because we were attacked by another creature, like the one that attacked us on a boat, and it was the specter. So we've got this whirling dervish thing that's causing all sorts of problems, and then a specter attacks us. And I'm trying to remember the battle. I'm kind of picturing in my head on the back of that wrapping paper. I seem to remember the, the battle did not go especially well. And I remember Bubble Glisten was up on the stairs just shooting arrows or mm-hmm. doing something ranged. And Bert and I charged in and Jacques followed Mephilos into the other room. Mephilos battled the whirling thing into a side cavern and Bert, Bubble Glisten, Brogan and I dealt with the specter in this main yes. uh, hall and it was I don't remember much about it other than it was a really tough battle. And I don't know, I don't know if you recall if we if you pulled any punches on this one cuz if you did, it did not feel like it. I only <laughs> I I I probably pull them a lot just because I'm convinced that I've been unfair and I still, you know, I at this point definitely I wasn't able to distinguish you know, did you guys get in trouble because of poor decision making or because of what I had done? But I don't remember pulling punches on this because I think you were able to hang in there and get rid of the specter. I forget if it is the one that put paid to poor Bubble Glisten or... I, th- I think it was the other creature, um, but it could have been the specter. Yeah, but this is where Bubble Glisten meets his... And is it her? Uh, you know, I yeah. Well, it's a little, it's a little, it's a tiny fae that gets whacked. Meets, meets <laughs> end. Yep, and uh, and we felt pretty awful about it, but uh, Bubble Glisten fought valiantly in this battle <laughs> for sure. So I think it must have been a sprite if it's shooting arrows because pixies don't do that. I I might have misspoken mm-hmm. earlier, so retcon that, folks. Sorry. <laughs> but then you yeah you do go around and and. Yeah, the bone de- or the the bearded devil and Jacques really had their hands full with this mm-hmm. other creature. Yes, and it took us to come in. I remember there was kind of two routes in into that room, and Brogan and Bert went one way. Wade was more on this on the end of the room and came around the other way, and it took all of us to finally put the, the and what was it? It was a it was a, a wraith. A wraith to put that wraith to its end. Yeah. But we eventually uh, succeeded, and it was after this battle we, you know, so we helped Mephilos, but we could not convince Mephilos to leave. Mephilos was sent to this place. Well, he pretty immediately turns on you and attacks you guys. Oh, I forgot all about that, but we didn't kill him. No, because the way it worked out is he attacked you before the deal had been completed. So he broke his word, and you guys called him on that. Oh, yes. And he cried. He got so upset because <laughs> devils get in a lot of trouble right. if they break a contract. So right. he gets all grumpy and it's like, well, I don't care. You might as well kill me now. And 
Yeah, I remember that now. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think Jacques really gave it to him <laughs> and made him feel horrible about himself for breaking the deal. And yeah, I, <laughs> that was great. You role played that so well. I can't believe I forgot it and didn't write it. Usually, when I don't write something down in an instance like that, it's because I'm so into the game that I'm not even I'm not even thinking to take notes. But that was great. I love that role play. But he he says that he was sent there to keep to keep the to correct the mistake, and he was not going to leave. And, um, and so he gives us a little bit of information about a few things. He's he mentions the white face black blade, and so here mm-hmm. we have another connection to that. And he says this, that that in that at the time didn't seem quite as impacting, but really leads us down a storyline. He says, she wants you for much more than death. I don't remember if there's something he, that drew that out. Yes, because he says, we want to kill you, but she wants oh, more. Right. Okay. And so the reason that that's important is going forward... There is apparently a female antagonist that's going to just badger the heck out of us, but I don't know. I can't say too much more because that would at be the time he didn't. Yes, I was hoping that you would pick up the thread, but I don't think you guys really did at that point. No, we were. That was just a piece of information we took, and then we. I don't. I think did we bring the bodies of the miners out? I think we did. Yeah, I think um, you would have done that. We took them up so that they could properly bury, and Wade did. Wade said some things, but this is not where Wade starts his... Well, okay, so at the at the conclusion of a battle, if we haven't really talked about this, at the conclusion of a battle, right. Wade has little thumb symbols, and so he, at the conclusion of the battle, will take out his symbols and just cling them together as his way of sort of cleansing the battle, fin- having a conclusion to a battle. And so that's like a thing that Wade does. Um, but Wade, we'll see later on, starts doing eulogies for, or prayers, I suppose, for those that fall are of our allies. But we hadn't done that yet. But that's something to look forward to in future episodes. <laughs> as to what, Definitely. How, how Wade approaches uh, death of allies. So we head out. We turn the bodies of the, of the two miners over to Fergal. And Brogan says his job is done, our job is done, releases us of our... I think originally you were going to, your job was to take, to go back with him. Right. Oh, yeah, right. But, (laughs) fate intervenes. Yeah, when we're heading to some of the shacks for the night um, in the mining camp, a man with a leather vest and hooves and a horn and very bloodied, stumbles into camp, barely alive, and he says, I, I'm not going to do the voice, but he uh, he says, they're killing us. I'll try to do a voice. <laughs> they're killing us. White face, black blade. They're killing us valley by valley. And we have now met, uh, as I previewed earlier, or spoiled earlier, mm-hmm. we've now met the satyr named Pescalus. He says, uh, he says about the foes that are killing them valley by valley, that they're on us before we even know it. You help him out, He's yeah. you heal him, but he's, yeah, they've knocked one horn completely off, so he is disfigured for life. Right. And does he ask you to help, or does he just present such a he's sad just case? About yep, he's just talking about it. We, we So the, it's over the night that we heal him, and so when we have breakfast with him the next morning... 
We learn that Pescalus is from a location in the forest called Mischief Glen, and he mentions to us that 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 these these attackers are destroying. When he says valley by valley, he means quite literally the the villages or the the layers of Fay. In Mischief Glen is destroyed. He says Mary Dell is destroyed, and he's worried about Mary Glen. And then we ask him about like. Fay in general. Bert knows some things, but Wade and Jacques really don't. Mm -hmm. It's not their culture. And so he tells us about the Fay and he mentions that, you know, Fay would include creatures like dryads and satyrs, sprites, pixies, and blink dogs. And he mentions dark Fay. And so like Wade's like, what's the difference? Why what are dark Fay? And he says, Well, they're they're much more mischievous and are they e they're evil, right? Or they tend, chaotic. they tend toward that, yes. Yeah. So the dark fae that he's aware of in the forest are hags, red caps, and I can't read this last one. Mean, mean locks. Mean locks. Mean yep. locks. Okay. So we share with him when he tells us that information. We share with him about the the coven of hags that we encountered not too far from Line, or the I can't remember the name of the village. Care. Wishkabar. Care Wishkabar. Is there a character in front of it? Just, nope, we should, just we should should go Okay. And he seems very surprised by that because he knows and understands how powerful hags can be in his world. And so to hear that a coven had been taken out is really kind of shuddering to him. Through this discussion, Wade, you know, with his, his want to help, says to him, what would you have us do? And Pescalus mm. sobers, sobers up quickly and leans in and he says, save my people. And I think that seems like a fine place to stop. I think so. And conclude this episode of Teachers in the Dungeon and the Slint campaign at this point. As we uh, move on to our next adventure in another episode, want to say thank you so much for joining us. Reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you think of the Slint adventure. What would you do in this in this point? What would your characters do if you're approached and given this? I mean, we're giving pieces. We're, we have more and more pieces of a puzzle that seems to be coming along. White face, black blade, as we right. mentioned several times. Would you help out Pescalus? Would you go on your own way? Or would you decide to... Well, or return to Ein with the gems. Return to Ein with Brogan, yeah. So that's, that's what we'll leave that on. So once again, thank you so much for joining us on Teachers in the Dungeon. Until next time, keep rolling those 20s. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.